Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Forrest. Howdy. How's it going, man? It goes pretty good. Seth is still recovering from... He, Life. He's busy. He had a bachelor party last week. He had a wedding this past weekend. The man didn't slow down. Uh, he's going nonstop. I'm kind of exhausted right now. now. Yeah. Uh, we went to Atlanta this past weekend. I saw. Uh, which was very fun. But it was... Uh, it's tiring. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love, love traveling, but... God. Atlanta it's, especially. Yeah. Draining in every sense. Yeah. But I got to eat at Fazoli's, so... Oh, my God. That was where it's at. Okay, this is... Quick quick thing. This is the third time by a third separate <laughs> person in my life that has mentioned Fazoli's in, like, the past month. I can only hope that Beetlejuice is it into existence here in Ocala, Florida. <laughs> Once again. Yeah. It's been so long. It's been years. Yeah. If you're <laughs> out there, listener, if you're out there and a Fazoli's is near you, Count your blessings and don't take it for granted. Or if you're out there listening and you're a Fazoli's executive, yeah, please get someone in Ocala to, to open a franchise <laughs> because we need it. We need it. Um, oh, gosh. We live in a world. <laughs> uh, this is getting off the rails. We live in a world where LeBron James is in Fortnite. Uh, Steam announced a handheld that's. Maybe overpriced, but also maybe rightfully priced. We still haven't really seen how things run on this thing yet, and we won't until December. But, you know, it's a crazy world. Yeah. I just want one thing is a Fazoli's. <laughs> I just it's want a, one thing of comfort yeah. in this cursed life. <laughs> just the buttery, salty breadsticks. Gosh. That's all I need. Um <laughs> So yeah, let's let's talk about video games. Uh, um, I, contrary to what some people may believe out there, I did not buy the LeBron James skin hmm. in Fortnite. Uh, when it got announced, I never planned to buy it, uh, and then I saw it, and it looks pretty cool. Yeah, but I still that was the general consensus amongst our group. Yeah, I still was fine without it. <laughs> I was like, man, that's a cool skin, but I'm good. Um, it's just you know, I have a I have a skin already that puts an Orlando Magic jersey on a default looking character, and I'm all about that because I love the Orlando Magic. LeBron James is cool to me. I don't dislike him, but. Uh, I like him even. I think he's good. Uh, I think that if you don't think he's good, you're crazy. It's fine. <laughs> but I, and that's not speaking to, I really need to, maybe next week, I don't want to promise anything, but we could do, because uh, it seems like it contains a lot of video game stuff. Don't make me do this. Where we do a Space Jam 2 review <laughs> of, you know, of, and we'll get Seth on uh, and talk about how it affects video game culture and contains it. Uh, I I actually did watch something of video game culture this past weekend. So I've, I've been playing a lot of assorted random things that 
don't really align and are very cohesive for conversation. So it's all over the place. I'm sorry. That's fine. But one thing that I did do, I did not finish it because it's bad. I watched three out of the four episodes of the Resident Evil thing on Netflix. Oh, I've been meaning to watch this. Don't. You know me, David. (laughs) (laughs) I'm giving you permission. This is bad. It's actively bad. So is Resi 6. Yeah, and you chose to play it. And I and I ended up enjoying parts of it. Um, yeah, I watched three out of the four episodes. I might as well finish it because it's only well. a 20-minute episode. Yeah. But it's not good. Uh, yeah. That's devastating to hear for me, to be honest. The animation is fine. Like, because it's CG. It's not very high quality. Uh, Leon is in it. That's enough, That's I guess. That's enough for uh, some people. Claire is in it. Uh, I guess at some point, I did see some people on Twitter, at some point it was advertised that Claire's going to have a pretty big role in this. Uh, and she barely has screen time, of course. Uh, so yeah, you go Resident Evil, do your thing. Woo. That's bad. It's, Just it's... go watch the Mia Jovovich movies. Those are Yo. great. That's a. Those movies are great. That's a topic for another they day. They are great. There's a lot to unpack there. Speaking to you, Joe, <laughs> me and you, the only the Resident Evil stands out what? here. <laughs> Those movies are great. Um, can we? God. We have to talk about. This is a good pitch for people to join our Discord. Can we? I wish Seth was on, but Seth and I have been embroiled. In a vicious battle to get the lowest score on the rookie course of Mario Golf. I noticed. You guys keep posting your scores and I go, wait, this is even worse than the last. Well, that's the point. Low low scores in golf are good. That's the point. Oh, yes. Okay. (laughs) No, 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 no. no. So I was, (laughs) let me explain. Let me explain. I knew that. My brain was flipping it, though, gotcha. in this moment. <laughs> I know how golf works, I okay. promise. Um, low par is the best. Or, so, like, low, closest yes. to or below. So, I believe the last volley shot was me against Seth. I had gotten negative 25, <laughs> 25 below par for the course, <laughs> which <laughs> is so absurd for a golf course. <laughs> to get below 25. Uh, so I'm looking at you, Seth, if you're listening. Uh, you know, swing back. Yeah. It took me like four hours on Saturday <laughs> while we were relaxing at the Airbnb <sighs> because Seth got 24 below par. And I was like, man, that's real good. And I tied it like four times and I was getting mad. Yeah. I'm like, I've tied it. I can't get one more even. And finally, I did. That's how he's uh, going to feel with this next round. Man, I hope he doesn't. <laughs> I hope. Because I, I just put it away after that. I was like, I've and I've only really played the rookie course. I haven't played the. I mean, I've played the other courses, but but this just, is where the majority. Of oh yeah, your time is going. And everyone, to. I want to encourage other people to do it. Other people in the Discord were like. 
well, you guys have been playing so much. And I'm like, well, we've only really played one course. this course. <laughs> so just don't play us in this course because you will get crushed into the ground. <laughs> but other courses, I haven't played as much, if at all, because I've been playing the rookie course. Uh, it's kind of like that stupid competition that ended up with Jeff Grubb and uh, the, I can't remember who the other one was. Yeah. Where they were, uh, oh, Dan Riker. Yeah. And they were trying to get the lowest score in the the PlayStation uh, Astros Playroom yes. game. But instead it's with Mario Golf. <laughs> freaking Mario. Uh, <sighs> the other thing that I've been playing is I started The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. That's enjoyable. Yeah. But also the controls are bad. So, mm. you know, I'm figuring it out. Uh, it's a little weird and clunky. I haven't played too much of it, so I don't want to talk too much about it yet because it did just come out on Friday. Yeah. And I spent a majority of my time trying to beat Seth's score over the weekend. You had more important things. Yeah. Uh, and I played Pokemon Unite, which came out today uh, for the Nintendo Switch. Did it come out for mobile? I think so. Mm. I know it was planned to. I don't know if it released today as well. I haven't seen anything about it outside of the Switch version. Yeah, so Pokemon Unite uh, came out on Nintendo Switch today. And I think it's it's going to come out on mobile in September. Mm. So it is the Pokemon MOBA that they showed off a while back. And it's pretty fun. I played through the full tutorial. It's a MOBA. And uh, I played, like, but it's a cool one because you evolve into your further uh, evolutions over time. I almost said Digivolutions, but Digimon. that is Digimon. Um, Would so you play you, a Digimon MOBA? Yeah. yeah. I played Digimon anything. Uh, I'd probably play a gotcha game if it was oh, Digimon. No. Yeah. I, yes. Don't do that to yourself. I already played the trading card game, which is a gotcha game. <laughs> you know what, fair. So, um, but, so, <sighs> Pokemon Unite is a simple MOBA. There's there's only two lanes that really matter, uh, which, as opposed to other ones like League, where it's three lanes and the jungle. You can jungle in, in this one if you want. Uh, it's encouraged a little bit, but it's not as vital as in other ones. Um, so you do the two lanes thing. You, you're not attacking towers like before. You are uh, scoring points in them with uh, like the points you get from killing the ads, which are the, that's basically just the normal term for the computer-controlled characters. Yeah. Uh, which are a bunch of lower level Pokemon that you can see and kill pretty quickly. Uh, I believe like Apom, Audino, uh, Dreadnaw's one of them. Because if you kill Dreadnaw, you get a shield. Nice. Like some of those ads you kill will actually give you abilities uh, or power ups, which is kind of cool. So it's it's a neat game. The tutorial is very fleshed out and it's free to play. So one thing I do want to say to everyone that's listening is that if you download Pokemon Unite on your Switch, I've, I think it still counts tomorrow, but like every day you check in, if you check in for two weeks, you get 
three Pokemon for free. And with signing up or with playing on day one or playing within the launch window, you get another Pokemon for free. And when you log in and create account, it gives you an option from like five different Pokemon. So this game is giving you six out of the 20 Pokemon for free out the gate. And you can kind of, it gives you a wide berth of characters to choose from. And I don't know if anyone out there is familiar with the MOBA space, but they don't usually give you that large of a chunk of the roster for free uh, from the from the gate. So it's kind of neat to see, and it's a great incentive to play it early, and it's fun, and, you know, it's easy to pick up because it's a little slower. One of the fantastic things that I think would help, because I know you said, Forrest, that you're not huge into MOBAs and they're not really your thing. Yeah. Um, especially as when you're doing attacks and stuff, you can see the attack radius that you have. So you can make sure to kind of, you know that if your attack radius is so far, you probably need to stay a little bit outside of that for the opponent you're fighting. So it helps you figure out how to bounce and maybe stay out of their attack radius and poke and get the hits you get in. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's fun. I did play League for a while. I talked about it on the show... Uh, I wasn't very good at it. Same. But I liked it, <laughs> but I liked it a lot. And I a lot of the mechanics carry over, maybe a little unfairly, uh, because I was definitely playing against a team of people that really haven't played MOBAs before. And I showed for I showed in the Discord uh the score I got. I carried my team and demolished everyone. Like I almost got more points than the entire rest of the team. By myself. Yeah. Um, he had a solid, almost a 100-point lead on the <laughs> next highest-scoring member in the entire game. Yeah. Like, the so match. It, uh, it's a cool game. I imagine it's going to start matching me with <laughs> better people, and it'll be more challenging. But, yeah, Pokemon Unite, it's free to play, and, you know, if you don't like it, you can just uninstall it. It's that's pretty fair. easy. And, and so... One of the other things about MOBAs that's annoying is that the rounds can be really long. So I like watching Professional League. Uh, I still do it. I still do watch FlyQuest, baby. Uh, Flash Forward, they're great. Um, But they... (sighs) So the games can last a long time. 30 minutes sometimes. 30 minutes plus if there's a stalemate happening. Um, this game limits it to 10 minutes. So you know out from the gate, like this match is only going to last 10 minutes, even if we're getting trounced. It's only going to be for 10 minutes. Just got to get it over with. Yeah. You know, get my experience, like get, figure out how I can be better onto the next one. That's one of the beautiful things about like, uh, I think Splatoon does that real well. Um, Other games need to figure out like, Okay, we need to limit the match to be so long so that it's fun to play even if you're losing and you can kind of just pick yourself back up and get to the next game. Yeah. Uh, especially in multiplayer-only stuff. So Splatoon does it well. Seemingly, from the gate, Pokemon Unite does also because a 10-minute match in a MOBA is pretty quick. And it's good to have that forced time on there. Uh 
so yeah, it's it's a good game. I I'm enjoying it. I played it. You were watching me play it. I played for like two and a half hours today. Yeah. Um, so I need I need to put more time in the Skyward Sword. I think I need to play with motion controls. Part of my issues is the camera controls in that game. Uh, so that's a whole nother issue in of itself. But I'll report back on that later. I'm also playing Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Sacrifice. That game's real dark. I don't want to talk about it. It also is the only game I've ever played where Apollo, like my dog, growls the whole time. Oh. So I don't know if there's like some frequency that the game is pushing out so that it makes you uncomfortable that he can hear that's freaking him out. That would be crazy. Right. And I don't know, because the game does a lot of stuff with audio to make you uncomfortable, It he does not like it. He does not like any of it. Huh. He's not a fan. So, uh, but I'm kind of enjoying it. The combat's interesting, but uh, yeah, interesting game. It's no DMC Devil May Cry, previously no. from the same studio. No, it's not. Uh, not <laughs> I'll tell at you all. that. <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, fun Fun times over here. I'm playing, like I said, especially emotionally, a wide range. Yeah. Because Hellblade, like, <laughs> I have to play, I can play like an hour and then I have to stop. Um, Pokemon Unite's fun and cheery. Zelda's fun and cheery. Um, you know, just Mario wide Golf strange. Well, Mario Golf <laughs> making me sweat competitively. Uh, I played Halo last night on my PC and I didn't know how the field of view and frames would make, make make me feel. And I ended up almost throwing up all over my desk because uh, I got motion sick. So that was super fun. Nothing makes you feel you more like buddy. a child oh. or like more like just uh, like a big dumb idiot than playing a video game and it making you sick. sick. Yeah. Like I felt like... Oh, you poor man. I felt like so... I'm 31 years old and I feel debilitated. <laughs> And and I'm telling my friends this. I'm like, guys. I'm sorry for laughing. I've, at you no, for no, this, no. By the way, because I I feel like they're like, no, man. You trust me. You're not used to it. Like and like it's okay. You're you're not used to playing first person shooters on the PC, and because it, it has to do with like how close you sit to the screen. Yeah. And that's why the field of view matters. But like, I don't know that. And so they're like. I'm like, guys, I'm not feeling good. And they're like, oh, yeah. that Did you mess with this stuff? And I'm like, no. no. They, they're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, now you're motion sick. And they're like, when did you start feeling it? I'm like, like 45 minutes ago? <laughs> and they're like, no, don't push through. Just stop. Because it's going right to make now. it worse. Oh, man. So I've been talking a lot about me. But, yes, that's what I've been playing. <sighs> Maybe I'll have it narrowed down to one game to talk about next week instead of this mishmash of uh, I've, I gave you a golden corral of games here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what I've been playing. A lot of things. <laughs> uh, and nothing consistent. Yeah, yeah. I've had a I've had a very similar journey these oh, past God. few weeks because before I was just playing uh, Dirge of Cerberus and. Over since then, I have uh, decided to dive back into Doom Eternal for the Ancient Gods expansions, um, which I I want to like. I want to love Doom Eternal, I really do. But 
every problem that I had with the base game is exemplified by these expansions. Uh, I think the map design in, like, the combat arenas are laid out even worse. Um, I'm only in the first part, um, because it's a two-part expansion, I'm, I'm playing through part one right now. Uh, the first chunk of it takes place in this, like, out in the middle of the ocean, stormy research facility. Um, and it just does not feel good to move around in. I'm constantly getting, like, cornered, running into crates and boxes that are just strewn about. I, and again, like, like I said back when I played the base game for this, every combat encounter just starts to feel more like just a waves continuously thrown at you. Like you will be in the same combat arena for what feels upwards to like 30, 40 minutes sometimes, especially if you just keep getting killed and failing. So you're stuck in the, like these areas that just do not feel good to move around in that are very tough with enemies that are just constantly coming at you, no matter how many you kill, it feels like there's just more and more coming. And it's, just making me really not want to play any like much more of it but like there are a few times here and there where it's like man I'm really enjoying like what I'm playing it feels nice to shoot these guns the super shotgun all still my favorite thing but when I'm just going through a room and I get into this, like, three-leveled room and I have two marauders coming at me, which are the enemy that chase you down and have that axe and that shotgun that they will just rush you all the time and you can't move around properly because it's such a tight space and it's three stories. Right. Like... And there's two of them at the same time. Like, it just... It feels like these combat encounters are not... There's there's not thinking behind it. And that sucks for a game that is inherently only a combat game. So it seems like uh, one common theme of things that I've heard people say about this game... Because I don't play Doom games... I tried. 2016 is better. And I, if you didn't like well, that, you won't like Eternal. Yeah, I don't. I didn't. <laughs> I I tried too. Um, I really did. I played like three hours of it. Um, because I I thought Eternal looked neat, but it's basically from what I saw is that like what I heard a lot on Twitter and everything was that Doom Eternal goes out of their way. Uh, to make you not feel like you're awesome. Yeah. Because of how powerful these enemies are. Yeah. Whereas it seems like Doom 2016, it was the opposite. Like, look at how awesome you are. Yeah. With how you're able to run through all this stuff. It, okay, so that right there, that is one huge difference that I've noticed because in Eternal, a lot, it, like, I will be running around, I will be trying to jump and dash, and the moment an enemy hits me, all my momentum is lost i get grounded immediately and i just get bum rushed and i can't jump out and there's too many around me to shoot properly and there's splash damage for like bigger weapons so like i can't just shoot a rocket at my feet and be fine so 
these enemies are able to just halt momentum. Whereas in 2016, I never felt like that happened to me at all in that game. And like you said, that goes back to in 2016, you feel awesome. You feel like the Doom Yeah, Slayer. it's like there's two different gaming philosophies yeah. uh, at play here. Whether it's, I don't know if like a, and I haven't played it or looked into like the creation of these games, but like it, whether a game director was different or a creative director was different. I'll look into possibly. that. Because uh, like that, that could definitely explain yeah. the drastic change in how I feel about these. Because that's, that's all I saw was, um, and a couple of people I respect too, I'm pretty sure like on other podcasts were like, yeah, this is like everything just makes you feel weak. Yeah. Like every new enemy type is like, oh, how am I going to be, you know, just lessened to these people instead yeah. of how can I rise to the occasion and overcome? So, yeah, that's a bummer, man. Yeah. It's not fun. And I decided to buy both parts of the expansion at the same time. So that's $34, $35 that I feel like I'm obligated to get my money's worth out of now. <laughs> You know, now, it was a foolish decision. I'll I admit that. I understand that, but I've been playing games with a new vibe in life, and <laughs> I just I stopped playing games I don't like. That yeah, that's fair. Even if it costs me money, like it's like, well, I'm not enjoying this. Yeah, like I that's what I had to do with Returnal. I was like, man, I mean, it's fine. And I kind of liked it, but, like, I I was done. Yeah. I was like, I'm not... There's no point in doing this. I'm not happy. That may very well be what happens with my... It sucks to eat the cost. Doomed. I know. But, like... <laughs> I I can make it up somehow. But that's, that's why I buy physical. Yeah. Because I well, can just trade it in. But Doom was... You probably got through Game Pass. So I have Eternal physically... But the expansion, since it is an expansion, it's DLC. Yeah. So it can't return that. Right. Um, but Eternal, I could very well trade that in, put it towards something else. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll become you, just cycling my games. And that's what I do. one thing to another. You know it, baby. Yeah. I traded in Ratchet the other day. Yeah. Because I 100%ed it. Yeah. They're not going to do DLC I, I, for I that. Was, I was talking to my mom about this earlier today, I think, actually, that you just cycle through your games. Like, you don't keep... I feel like you don't keep games you love anymore, and it's such a weird concept to me. <laughs> but I mean, it's because I have Game Pass. Yeah. And there's a lot of games I love on there. Yeah, so you're good, and, and you don't need to have the space taken up physically. Yeah. And, I mean, I have the best game. Yeah. I have Final Fantasy VII <laughs> Remake. You're right. I have it. Yeah. I haven't started playing through it yet, but boy... Uh, <laughs> That thing is beaten in my entertainment center like it's Jumanji. <laughs> Just the heartbeat. And I'm like, oh, I know it's there. I know it's it there. It rings in your ears every yeah. time. Um, but yeah, so aside from Doom Eternal, I've been playing a lot of Halo lately. Um, I tried. I tried. <laughs> Shout out to Chris. I'm so sorry. He was so bummed. And I'm like, man, I'm bummed I too. Can't, I, I can't feel like I'm going to throw up. Yeah. Get those settings fixed. Yeah. Halo's great. I, I'm i having so much fun playing it. Like, I, I know I've said it before, but, like, Halo is one of my comfort series in the fact that, like, 
a, a bunch like m- one of my friend groups there are four of us so it's the perfect number we finally have everyone on the same consoles we can play the same games now because we were all spread out for a while and just had no motivation to play um but now we're all together so we are playing consistently and it's just like it's making me feel nostalgic, you know, about like the like a decade ago. It it feels it feels like I'm back in that mindset yeah. of just like, hey, I can spend this entire night or this entire weekend just playing Halo with the fellas, and my heart is happier because of it. So what bums me out a little bit is they've added crossplay for multiplayer. For multiplayer. But not for campaign. Which is such a big drawback for me because I would kill to have uh, cam- yeah, campaign to be cross-play. I right. would love to play with you and Chris if you guys would be down. Like, I would be love to, I would love to play with anyone in the Discord. Yeah. D- like, <laughs> literally. I mean, I'm down to play the multiplayer, but... But campaign, like, that. that is where my... The crux of my Halo enjoyment is from. It's just... Playing through the campaigns. Yeah. So I talked about this with Chris last night. Uh, we could do a suplex run of the campaign together, but Halo Infinite, first and foremost, will be solo legendary. Yeah? Yeah. That's always... Listen, I did it. I've done it since Halo 2. That's fair. Solo legendary. Oh. Halo 2 co-op legendary is the worst experience because if one of you dies, it resets you to the entire previous, like, checkpoint. Yeah. No other one does that if you don't have a skull on. (laughs) And it hurts. I mean, yeah. Halo 1's impossible on legendary, so... My fr- uh, one of my friends and I are playing through it legendary right now. It's actually impossible. It's very difficult, but I think doable. We just did truth and we got like like seven. I didn't get past the first level. Uh, We didn't get we. Pillar of Autumn isn't difficult. Not Pillar of Autumn. Oh, Halo. Yeah, Mm. that that uh the corridor fight where there's like four elites. We didn't get past that. We're we did we did that for like an hour and a half. You gotta abuse grenades. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's Um, my strategy. It seems to work. Also, the plasma pistol is a very good weapon. That I just found out last night after literally almost 20 years of playing Halo 1. It's always been a good weapon. I have always been partial to the UNSC weapons. Oh, well. And you haven't been getting rid of I shields effectively. No, I have not. <laughs> but now I am, and it's saving me on legendary runs. Did lately. you never dual wield in multiplayer? The, oh, in multiplayer, the I plasma would. Plasma pistol and the pistol? Yeah. Take but out like the shields, get the headshot. But like I, when I was younger, I never really played through legendary. Uh, but I've been doing that a lot lately now, and gotcha. so like this is so it's it started reshaping my mindset on how all of these weapons work and the importance of the plasma <laughs> weapons, which I neglected for so long. Weird how that works. It, the game, <laughs> jeez, I can't imagine. I could pinpoint an exact reason why, but that's a long personal backstory. Um, so, all <laughs> um, right. Was there anything else you played? Uh, I swear that there was, but now I can't remember. Oh, I didn't play any. Not, I did play things. But um, update on my console home life. I got my Series X today. Nice. And I set it up and uh, 
once again, I have the worst internet on earth. <laughs> You've really got to get that fixed. I know. Uh, one of my friends, uh, he lives like five minutes away from me, and he literally texted me. It was like, bro, I will literally just let you like come over to my house, download and copy over all the upgraded versions of the games that you need over here, because like one terabyte could be done in like 30 minutes over at his house. And then just bring it back to my place. Yeah. And be set. Yeah, but you also should just get better internet. I, you know I'm <laughs> trying to. <laughs> my sister and I were talking about that earlier today. Gotta get better internet. I, it'll get, I'll get it better one way or another, either leaving that, <laughs> leaving the house <laughs> or getting it fixed there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got the Series X, so uh, I'll definitely be playing my Xbox more and uh, will hopefully be playing the best versions of these games that I possibly can at the there moment. There you go. I'm really excited. Like, all this playing of Halo and having the Series X now has made me even more excited for Halo Infinite. Like, I'm having, like, tears of excitement here. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely towards the top right now. I'm riding a very big high, <laughs> but I'm... I just, like, I'm, it's so nice being able to have all of this, like, at my fingertips, finally, because I've been just running a base model Xbox One for six years now, maybe even more. It, hey, <laughs> now you'll get to play Apex Legends and be like, why does this still not look great? <laughs> Because they haven't updated yeah. the graphics on it oh, good compared Lord. to everything else. Yeah. Which, I mean, I need... You've got to watch me play Fortnite on the Series X. I have. Uh, it's like a Pixar movie. Yes, it's insane. It's it's insane. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, that's it for me. All right. Uh, um, with that, we are going to go into the break and we'll be back with the news. Hi, Big Joe here, and I'm here to tell you to check out Suplex the Sticks on all social media platforms at at Suplex the Sticks. Links for the socials and the invite to our Discord are in the show notes below. Subscribe and review the show on your favorite podcatcher, and while you're at it, let your friends know about the podcast. It's the best way to help us grow our community. And with that, back to the show. And we're back. Alright, let's get into this news. Um... Like I said at the top of the show, the Steam Deck was announced. It ranges from like four hundred to six hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Uh and the only differences between each it seems like the screen gets better in the six hundred and fifty dollar one. Uh, but the it's gonna basically be storage upgrades. Yeah. Um and so the two la- uh um, larger priced models come with like a carrying case. Yeah. You know. Listen, that's enough for me. The Steam Deck does not get much interest from me, mainly because it has these touch pads as part of the controls. Yeah. And I don't like that. It's weird. So, yeah. Don't like it. That, at least. It could be interesting. There's like no word on the battery life and everything. No. So, I need to. Need to see a little more about what specs the Steam Deck has. It's a really cool concept, though. Yes. It, like, I know portable computers already exist, uh, but this is a portable computer gaming console. Right, exactly. <laughs> Which... 
again, I know the concept already exists, but it's literally a Switch PC. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> that's a that's exactly what it is. And it seems like it's thick. It's yeah. also going to be kind of heavy. So, I think it's like double the si- double the weight of the Switch. Um So yeah, Steam Deck. Uh It's unfortunate cuz I think Elgato on the same day released their new Stream Deck, which, like, imagine getting all of your gaming PR stolen away from you. Absolutely snatched. Yeah. <laughs> Feel bad for Elgato. Pulled right out from under uh, him. Yeah. I didn't even hear about this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw it on Twitter. It's, it's a real bummer for Elgato. <laughs> Uh, especially because they both are such similar-sounding names. Uh, Let's see. There's a Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl game announced. I kind of want to wait to talk about this with Seth a little bit, but it got announced. There's a lot of characters in it. Uh, What is your dream character for this game? Because they said there's more characters coming. That's like that's such a hard question for me to answer because I have a lot that I would love to see here outside of like the usual um like franchises and stuff. Um as much as I would like Aang or Korra or something, I would also really like just So the rumor <laughs> is that one of them is going to be Korra. Because there is shadows on the box. I guess I'm maining her then. Um, uh, I'd like Jenny from My Life as a Teenage Robot. That'd be fun. Um, there was this stupid show on Nicktoons back in like 2006, I think, called Kappa Mikey um, that I really like. It's about that. this d- freaking ginger American dude who goes and lives in Japan, and it's literally just an anime stereotype show. <laughs> but it's, it's a fun time. Um, that would be cool. <laughs> um, Danny Phantom, Danny Phantom in it is awesome. Yes. I'm, you don't know how happy I am about that. What about, uh, was Ben 10 Nickelodeon? No, it was Cartoon Network. Oh, dang. Yeah. Ben 10 would be cool. I will say, though, if they got Ben 10 in this Nickelodeon game, that'd be pretty sick. <laughs> uh, Powdered Toast Man is in it. <laughs> yes. Leonardo and Michelangelo are in it. Yes. Raphael and Donatello, I guess, are not... Oh, I would actually probably play Leo, now that I think about it. Oh. Well, I... Michelangelo always. I... Forever. Uh, Nigel Thornberry, <laughs> out of all the characters... He's gonna, the... Be, he's gonna be the I top I would think tier. Donnie would be the, the character, but they know the memes. Yeah. The memes are... Nigel is the most recognizable character. Yeah. Uh, Zim, the... Lincoln Loud and Lucy Loud. I haven't watched The Loud House, so I, I don't know what that is. Didn't either. Um, Bro, but let's yeah, get Arnold in there. You would think that, uh, you know, there would be some more like Avatar stuff like that. I'm trying to think of some Cat Dog. Cat Dog. <laughs> Wasn't that Cartoon Network? No. Okay. Maybe, man, I need to brush up on Nickelodeon. Yeah, your Nickelodeon lore. My Nickelodeon lore. Your Nickelodeon. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah. Give me Timmy. 
Or uh, what's the name of the character? Uh, Jorgen von Strangle? No, Chip Skylark. Oh, yeah, okay, I would take him too. (laughs) One of his attacks would be like the shiny teeth and me. uh, All of his taunts would just be each line of that song. Yeah. Doug. Doug was Nickelodeon. Rocco's Modern Life. Rocket Power. Oh, shut up. (laughs) Shut up. Give me Otto. Or Regina, any of them. (laughs) Or give me... They did a skateboarding game of Rocket Power forever ago. Yeah. And that was a fun game. I love Rocket Power. Uh, Let's see. I know this is not thrilling radio, maybe, but... um, Listen, I'm Action League Now? Give me... (laughs) God. (laughs) Give me, you know, characters from Action League Now... Uh, wow, Nickelodeon went downhill in the 2000s. There's, like, nothing good in here. Uh, okay, whatever. <laughs> Kung Fu Panda, technically Nickelodeon. What? Put, oh, Put Poe in yeah. there. I just rewatched those movies this past weekend. They're great. I've never seen any of them all the way through. I was never interested. Oh, they're fantastic, <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, they'll make you cry. They're very heartwarming. That's not a... The hard thing to achieve with me. I know, but they're <laughs> they're very heartwarming. Uh, heartwarming things hurt me the most, David. Technically, I guess upcoming Transformers and Star Trek are going to be Nickelodeon shows. Freaking so what? Put something from Star Trek in there, like a Tribble. Put a Tribble in there. Uh, Get my boy freaking Rodimus in, <laughs> please. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, Nickelodeon's got a big roster of characters. I want to see cool characters in this game. And Korra or Avatar or Aang would be cool. I'd rather be Aang, but Sokka or Korra would be cool. I would kill to have Sokka. Yeah, that would be neat. I <laughs> Korra's cool, but her show ended up didn't age as well with me as... Uh, Avatar did. Yeah. But it's still good. Um, Square Enix said that Final Fantasy Pixel Perfect, which is their, like... uh, I don't even know if Pixel Perfect is the perfect pixel. I can't remember the name of it, really. Um, But they're going to release it on more platforms if if there's demand. Which, like... Which how is that even measured? Is first of all, stupid. Also, it's stupid. Clearly, there's demand. Yes, you released all these other games, like literally for the past like five years. That or even just the last two years alone, they have made a concerted push to release a bunch of older Final Fantasy games, like especially the late '90s, early 2000s ones, on as many consoles and platforms as they can. Like you can play Ten and Ten Two on the freaking Vita and the Xbox. I'm pretty sure now. Like, and on the Switch, and on the Switch. Like, why would you just not continue that effort with? They released twelve on the Switch. Yeah, yeah. Like, why would I? Don't know what dude at Square Enix just sees that and then goes, you know, with these new uh, re-releases, let's not. They released that that chibi. Final Fantasy XV on the Switch. Is that Chronicle? Oh, wait, no. no I was, was thinking the, of It's Fantasy like the episodic one. Yeah, yeah. The pocket edition of 15. Yeah. 
Um, I don't want to talk about that one. This, so yeah, Final <laughs> Fantasy, I guess tweet at Square Enix. Who knows? Say, you hey. Know, hey, release this. Why? Why? Release this on why? all major platforms. Because I would like to That's play Final Fantasy right 6. Yeah, I, I uh, would love to. Yeah. Not uh, with that font, though. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so tweet at Square Enix, say, hey, release... Fix the font. Yeah, release these on all major platforms and fix the font for the love of God. <laughs> um, EA Play thing is tomorrow. Uh, today, if you're listening to this, because we're recorded at night. Yep. Uh, so there's no Star Wars games and no skate there. But there was a skate, like... Update? Update, where they... said they showed the game to people and they showed people's reactions and so yeah it you know they showed to a bunch of skateboarder influencers and they reacted positively Uh, i'm sure that they weren't going to show anything that anyone reacted negatively to yeah because that's not a that's not that's not marketing right (laughs) so i but i bet it will look cool they showed a lot of neat like uh people in mocap suits doing skateboard tricks and stuff um, mocapping so. skateboard would be so fun. Also very dangerous for those suits. Yeah. Because uh, you could break those so easily. Yeah. So it's it's cool. Skateboarding. Skate. That's going to be a game again. Skate 4. Or whatever they call it. Skate Forever. Forever. Skate, uh, skate Fortnite. <laughs> you know, oh, buddy. The crossover we all want. Uh, Speak for yourself. Skate Forevermore. It's a dark <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe sequel. Okay, I would love that, though. See Edgar Allan Poe shred. <laughs> Throw up a shaka after he's done 50-50-ing a rail. Quoth the raven. Yeah. Shred some more. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, whatever. Uh so we'll see what we get at this thing. Yeah. Uh, probably some Apex Legends. More Battlefield. More Battlefield. Which I don't know if I need to see more of. I'm already... Uh, yeah, I already I'm sold. It. Yeah, I'm, I'm sold on it already. What else can they... I, y- the thing is, y- we all want to see a dead space. Yes, so... At least I want to see a dead space. You and I were talking about this, I think, last week, or within the last two weeks, that I said, without any Star Wars being there... I don't really know what else there is for me, like what reason, what other reason I have to watch. And then you reminded me about the potential of Dead Space coming back. So thank yeah. you, <laughs> yeah. Because that's that's what I'm holding out for tomorrow. In in regards to something new, because dude, have you <laughs> seen the tease for the new Apex character? Yes. The dude looks like Lil cool. Nas X. Yeah. <laughs> like like a like a cowboy. Yeah. It's great. I love it. It's a great vibe. I, I want to play him. I, I just I need to play. He's got an eye that'll kill you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm about it. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll Honestly, play. I, I always will play. Character design in Apex for me has been pretty ten out of ten. For yeah, pretty much with every character. Yeah. I besides, I think the Horizon one is boring. The, yeah. The the jumping girl. Yeah. Uh, she was the last one, wasn't she? No. No. The last one was, oh my god, no! The last one was the flying person. Okay, North I'm Star jumping and flying confused. Yes, uh, that's my problem. So that's happening. 
the PlayStation State of Play happened. The only thing I thought that was interesting in that was the Death Stranding director's cut on September 24th, which implies that at some point someone stopped Hideo Kojima and was like, hey, man, you can't keep going. Which I absolutely <laughs> refuse to believe. That man was untethered. That did not happen. <laughs> There's no reality where they looked at him and was like, Hideo, you've got to stop. Yeah. Mr. Kojima, please. And he's like, no, I must. No. <laughs> I must work more. And instead, now we're just getting... If this truly is Kojima untethered, God, please keep him in. (laughs) But I'm going to buy this game. I'm going to play it and I'm going to feel shame because there's it looks so stupid, but it looks fun. Like you get a robot that carries you and the cargo. Uh, There's a gun you can get that shoots your cargo like a cargo launcher. There's a Gran Turismo mode in this where you (laughs) race cars. This what is this man's vision for video games? I don't know. I don't want to know. I used to be able to answer that question about six years ago. But I don't know if you could have actually answered. I think you you think you could have answered it. I, I, but yeah. I also don't know if you... Because there was also way more tethers on him back then. So he probably had like four or five more pass-throughs of normal humans. And in Death Stranding, we already know that that game there was, was zero. Yeah. And now he's got a director's cut. I, I legit- He's had a whole quarantine I le- to think about. <laughs> yes. I legitimately think calling it a director's cut is not his decision. Because, <laughs> like, we know that that game already was not It's filtered. his studio. Yeah, it's his studio. It was not filtered in any way. I legitimately think this is just some Sony marketing team that's like, yeah, we'll call this the director's cut for branding. But it's like you could have just called it like an extended thing or like when Metal Gear Solid would get re-releases, like uh, two had the substance re-release, three had subsistence. Right. Like you could have just come up with a cool re-release title, (laughs) but we got directors cut, which I mean, if he does want to get into filmmaking, so... (laughs) You know, I'm gonna play this stupid baby you're game. You're gonna play this stupid I'm baby game. I'm gonna play game. it, and I know I am. I watched the trailer for it, and I was like, "This looks so dumb." But also, they added a bunch of stuff that made me look interested. Like yeah. the mo- they added like a jump, like a, a a thing you could put into the world where you could jump over chassis yeah. with your motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. A bunch of stuff to make the traversal aspect of the game in like transporting cargo easier. It looks like, um, or at least. And, like, guns and better melee, I guess. Yeah, it looks like they're putting a a really large emphasis on more combat or or just, like, more options for combat. We'll see. I'm going to play it, so I'll report back. This comes out on September 24th. None of us played it. None of us played it? None of us played it. For some reason, I thought Seth did. No. Okay. He, yeah. I felt like that was a game he would maybe put himself through. And he didn't. I'm worried he might do it. For this time. Yes. But I know I will. Well, I'll at least try. Yeah. Uh, and then if not, I'm going to trade it in for the max value back that I can get. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As it looks very pretty because it's up- upgraded it visuals. It looks phenomenal. Yes. That engine is fantastic. If you want to see Guillermo and Mads Mikkelsen and... 
Uh, Norman Reedus, Norman Reedus and Troy Folk. Baker. I don't care about Troy Baker. I know, but that the, the man he's in the in arena. The, the man in the God. Arena. I'm sorry, that dude ruined his <laughs> his goodwill with me after that stupid tweet. Just willing to die on the hill because people didn't like Last of Us Two. God, calm down, man. It's fine. People don't like a game. Don't make yourself a martyr. Yeah. <laughs> silly. He's a silly man. He's a silly he man. He is. Oh, silly Troy Baker. Uh, man. Silly man. So that's, that's a Kojima character name. Oh, no. It is. You did it. I... Oh, man. <laughs> You've done it. Oh, no. Uh, you wait till that's the char- main character oh, of uh, the main character of the oh. Xbox title that he's working on. I hate this so uh, much. There also is more footage of Deathloop, I guess. I nine minutes didn't it looks, really watch this. It looks really good for me. It looked I from what I saw online, people were like, "Oh, it looks more like Dishonored than I thought it would." And I'm so okay that's with cool. this. <laughs> like, if you like Dishonored, cool. Yeah. Uh, I just wish the game would release and they would stop showing <laughs> us stuff at this point. But I've said that for yeah. six months now. Um, Pro Evolution Soccer is being renamed eFootball and is fully free to play. They haven't really announced like release dates and stuff, but it's coming to all platforms and moving engines and stuff. And uh, at this point, it just sounds like a different fr- like IP. Technically, <laughs> it sounds like it. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what they do. I really think that sports games need to move to being free to play anyway. Yeah. There's my hot take on that. Mm, uh, I think that's a pretty rational take, especially with the release models for, for those games. You pay for roster updates. Yeah. You, like a season pass. Yeah. Yeah. A yearly roster update or a seasonal roster update, that's already what they were doing anyways. The problem is what companies are going to hear is... Wait, we could charge for roster updates <laughs> instead of free-to-play game that's evolved over time yeah. and pay... F- no, they're just going to hear, wait, I could, <laughs> I could... You would pay for that? Yeah. No, you're forgetting the first half. No, you said you'd pay for roster updates. Great. Uh, Thanks, EA. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Or, yeah, I mean, Konami's P, uh, Pro Evolution Soccer. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. It looks like they're going to do microtransactions in the form of, like, teams. So if you want to play as a certain team or whatever. Uh, but, that, like, they haven't revealed too much about it yet. Mm-hmm. So uh, There's some Ubisoft stuff that came out because there's an earnings call. Um, Tom Clancy's Elite Squad, which was announced in August of last year, is being shuttered as of this year. Uh, so that mobile game is dead. Um X Defiant is a new free-to-play shooter game, 6v6. It looks to try to Ubisoft's version of Valorant, or, like, a, it's a hero shooter. Yeah. Uh, it's supposedly, like, one of the features is that it has, like, a low time to kill, which means I'm not going to play it, <laughs> because it'll just make me mad. We'll just uh, play Halo instead. Yeah. And, so, yeah, X Defiant, it looks kind of neat, but also, um, it's just not going to be something I play. Yeah. Um... So we'll see if it comes out before Roller Champions, which is the game that's perpetually never coming out. Yeah, I'll, speaking of another game that's two other games that are never perpetually right. coming out. <laughs> uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2 apparently is still too early to show. 
Uh, it's because it's never coming. Yeah. Don't, uh, Ubisoft, just give just, up the ghost. Just cancel it. Just cancel it. You, you can acknowledge that maybe this is not the studio or the dev team that could have made this game a reality. You could get them on and the bigger then, and better the things. And even the people that care about Beyond Good and Evil are gone. Yeah. They, I mean, I, I remember playing it, but I don't have, like, a fondness for it. And I guess, like, some people might, but we're all in our 30s and 40s. I don't know if anyone has a strong affinity for the first one anymore. Yeah. Uh, but I could be wrong. Whatever. I've been wrong before. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, Skull and Skull and Bones is an alpha. It's su- this was surprising to me, but also it's gone over. So it's been eight years that's been worked on. Yep, and it's gone through so many different teams. Kotaku has a great article written up about it. Go read it on Kotaku. I can't do it much more justice than what they do, where they describe the where it's gone from a boat game to a pirate game to a boat and a pirate game. Like, they can't figure out exactly what the game is. Riveting. Uh, so <laughs> Concepts here. They've had to, like, completely rework everything. Because it started out as just a ship combat game. And then and they Assassin's decided... Creed spin-off ship combat yeah, game. And then they decided they needed to go onto the islands, which required changing all of the dev stuff... And changing locomotion engines because you, before you were the ship, but the problem is once you start to incorporate the player behaving independently from the ship, then you've got to figure out, like, there's a lot of dev stuff that is really well detailed in the article that I can't give to you. Uh, So go read it on Kotaku. Uh, Interesting seeing the development struggles. Uh, and that it's an alpha, so maybe... It'll release this decade. We'll see it in the next five years. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe another eight. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, Ubisoft is crazy. Just crossing my fingers that Rabbids doesn't get delayed. Uh, Marvel's Avengers The War for Wakanda is... There's some details dropped for it. Uh, Christopher Judge, who voiced Kratos, is going to voice T'Challa, which is going to be kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, and Evan Narcisse wrote the story, worked on it, and helped write it. Who's that? Uh, he previously did a run on Black Panther that was very what? well acclaimed. Yes. Huh. Um, I would have to... Let me look it up now. Yeah. Oh my God, that's this is bad radio. So <laughs> well, sorry. while you do that, um, another thing for the War for Wakanda um, was that the length of the campaign for it, uh, there was some confusion apparently that it was going yes. to end up being like twenty five hours, something about twenty five hours long. Uh, Square Enix released a clarification that the added time of this War for Wakanda campaign would make the entire game, like, story content about 25 hours. So if you go off of that, I saw some people doing the math. If you go off of that, this is actually a pretty substantial chunk of campaign. Because how long to beat has Avengers at 12 hours? And that's with everything. And then it has 
the Hawkeye and Kate Bishop DLC at like six hours combined. So that means that this is going to be like seven to eight hours possibly. Yeah. So that's still pretty girthy of a DLC. <laughs> uh, Evan Narcisse did all six issues of Rise of the Black Panther. Um, and That came out two years ago, I think. Yes. Yeah. There were a lot of Black Panther miniseries that were going on around that time. That was definitely one of them. Uh, I think there was one for Shuri around then, to, around then as well. Yeah, he he wrote it, and Tanasi Coates did. He consulted on it. Nice, because he he was writing the main series at the time. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, Evan Narcis got a lot of love for that. Very nice. I I love when studios bring in the comic writers for the comic adaptations of the things that they are making. It just makes sense. Why wouldn't you get? Some of the writers that literally make their living writing these characters. <laughs> you see. <laughs> Just uh, don't get Bruce Tim. Yeah. <laughs> and you're uh, fine. Gosh. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, or like, yeah, there's a lot of them. Don't, yeah. don't get a lot of them. No. <laughs> uh, but Evan Arcee's also is writing for Marvel's Voices right now. Oh, nice. And the New Day comic. So <laughs> Yo. Yeah. Interesting. Very cool. Uh, he also used to write for Kotaku, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> before he became a comic writer. Nice. Uh, so good job. Uh, hopefully, I think this campaign will be good. Maybe. I'll play it. Uh, I haven't played Hawkeye man. or the Kate Bishop one. Because you don't care about them. I don't care about Hawkeye. That's the... <laughs> that's the real... That's the problem. <laughs> they both rely on Hawkeye. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. The last thing we'll end on is Resident Evil Reverse was pushed to 2022. Uh, you mean the game, the multiplayer mode for Resident Evil 8 that was pushed back to release this month? Yes. Is now not releasing this year at all. Yes. So there was a tweet where they said, hey, this is coming out next year. And it's like, wait, we're like middle of the way through the month that you said it was coming out. Yeah. Nah, what next ha- year. I'm so curious as to what happened. Sadly, They Capcom- realized it was bad. Sure, but sadly, Capcom is very tight-lipped when it comes to development on a lot of their projects. Like, that has just been a long-standing thing for the company for years at this point. So we'll probably never hear why this delay happened so close to release. But I would love to have the opportunity to find out about it if there was a chance. Yeah. There will be a documentary, maybe. I doubt in the it. Future. I'm so doubtful. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, was there any news that I maybe missed out on that you wanted to talk about uh, on this here? This episode year. 178. Of Suplex the Sticks. Suplex the Sticks. A gaming podcast. Yeah. Mm. No, I can't say that there was anything else I wanted to talk about news-wise on episode 178 of this podcast. All right. (laughs) Well, we appreciate you listening and listening to us be silly and talk about the mishmash of stuff that we have done and you stick with us and we appreciate it. 
And with that, we will talk at you next week. Goodbye. See ya.